0: Hello and welcome to Tradfest. I'm Kieran
1: Hanrahan. And I'm Ruth Smith.
0: We're coming to you from the Temple Bar in Temple Bar in Dublin, Ireland on this very special day. It's the 1st of April. Over here, we call it April Fool's Day.
1: It is, and don't be catching me now with any foolish questions or any trick questions. Do you hear me, Kieran?
0: That's a very good idea, (laughs) Ruth. Who knows what will happen before the end of this podcast? Well, the fact
1: we're reminding you that it's April Fool's Day means that we won't be playing any tricks on you, unless Kieran gets his wicked way. For very one very simple reason.
0: We don't know what time you'll be listening to the podcast, and in Ireland, at least, one of the worst things you can do is play a trick on someone afternoon on April Fool's Day. So you can rest easy I suppose with us. Ruth.
1: Afternoon as in after 12 noon so the, the early bird catches the worm you have to get them before they wake up you see.
0: Oh is that the? because they used to just fool me all day long <laughs> I have to say I fell for it every time.
1: Well on with the music don't mind your messing on with the music without further ado here we have the Freel sisters singing 18 years old. Here in the beautiful surrounds of City Hall in Dublin, as part of TradFest 2019, and I am delighted to be here with the Freel Sisters, all the way from Glasgow. Girls, you're very well. Ladies, you're very welcome.
2: <laughs> Thanks Hi. so much. Hi. Hello. So happy.
1: Sheila, I'm going to start with you. You. We're born and raised in Glasgow but there's no denying the strong musical and cultural links that you have to the Donegal Gaeltacht. Can you tell us a little bit about your experiences of traveling back and forth over that channel of water um, to visit family and all of the music that you gathered there in those travels? Yeah we were really really lucky
3: that mum and dad were so keen to connect us with our Donegal heritage. There's many people in Glasgow with the same connection to the you know the area but they they haven't visited as much and we were just lucky that we were back and forth all the time and uh, you know some months we could be there three weekends out of four um, and I remember we must have been about nine when dad asked would we want to go to Florida or Donegal and of course we said Donegal <laughs> I'd love to go to
1: Florida now <laughs> well, I'll tell you if you get the
3: good weather Donegal is better than Florida oh completely where else would you get the views the music? And just the crack and the family and everything—it meant more to us even from a young age to get back and forth. Um, it, it's hard to even call it home. Both are home: Glasgow and Donegal. And I think sometimes people get stuck in the whole. Yes, but are you Scottish or are you Irish? And we're both. You just we are. Um, we love Scotland as well, but you know our heritage is Irish,
1: and um, we love everything about that. Your music is so infused with that everything you know. Your your style of playing, your vocal style. I met you at the Fla in Drahta uh, late last year in August, and uh, I remember I think Trina in the Gonal was passing, and like you were literally bowing down in front of her. You know, like, you know. So you've you've definitely you know taken so much inspiration from the local musicians and singers of that region as well, Claire.
2: Definitely. Yes. Well, my fiddle playing would be very influenced by the Donegal style. I was so lucky when I was younger that. Kieran Mooney and Mairead Mooney kind of looked after me very well and kept me on a, a good path maybe and they led me astray <laughs> as well but that's all right. <laughs> uh, no that wasn't too uh, too difficult I'd say. <laughs> Definitely not difficult, too easy I think. <laughs> yeah we're very very lucky that we had that, the Mooney family were so good and when I was younger mum used to take me all over the place to go to Tommy Peoples for workshops so I was so lucky to get that. Milltown Malby as well they got that and Danny Meehan's been so good to us and the Campbells and uh, there's so many people that have just been so kind to us and passed on their music. We're really lucky and with the singing, and uh, Married and Trina have just been just the best. They're just such gorgeous people and we've been so influenced by their music from a young age. We got to see Scarabray. I must have only been about eight. Seven or eight, and it was it was special even then. And I didn't even know what I
1: was in the presence of, but my goodness, do I appreciate it now. Amazing. And looking at you know the fact that you obviously grew up in a massively musical household, and then you know spreading that then to Donegal as well. What moment was it for you when you decided to kind of take it to another level? I think it happened so gradually. We never actually had that kind of moment of thought.
3: Um, it was almost almost a fluke, but we just really enjoyed play music together and you know it starts from the small concerts in the front room for your aunties and uncles and then it it progresses to smaller stages and then a few years later slightly bigger stages and we've just been lucky that we get to travel so much with our music now and you know the the love that we had when we were that age playing in the front room is still what we try to bring to the stage now it's I think when, when we're playing on stage for us it doesn't have to be you know, your typical sort of performance per se, we're almost playing for ourselves as much as we're playing for the audience. And that's, it's. we're, we're just delighted people actually want to listen to it because <laughs> when we enjoy playing for each other as much as the audience, then we're delighted that people buy tickets, people buy albums, and we'll just keep doing it until people stop buying tickets and people <laughs> stop playing albums and we'll go back to the front room <laughs> and play together. Our parents don't actually play music. So even though we do have a very musical household. That wasn't necessarily the case. And our great, you know, our grandmother and our generation before that were all musicians. And our uncle's actually a rock musician. He played bass guitar with Simple Minds for years. So it's not traditional music is in our blood. But when our family emigrated to Scotland, it wasn't, you just didn't have that disposable income or time either you know it was all about moving away creating a new life somewhere else and remembering what you had so they brought their songs but they they didn't bring fiddles the only fiddles got sent back to Donegal actually Um, and we've just been so lucky that we've almost accidentally just Well, not actually, we've gravitated towards um, people who have been so encouraging to our music. And we just reflect the warmth that they gave us and the encouragement that they give us. And we're very conscious now, if we can encourage younger musicians, then I feel like that's something that we owe them in the way that we were encouraged, just to give that back to younger musicians. And there's so many of them now. I mean, they could be up on stage with us playing just as fast, just as many tunes and just as complicated,
1: but um, it's just giving them that that we speak to now. It's wonderful how you speak about that emigrant experience, you know, that you leave, you have to leave your home and they bring their songs and stories. It's in so many folk songs. Um, What is quite powerful is how you've gravitated back towards the music. And almost, you know, we don't know what we have when it's sitting under our noses. So when it's, you know, taken away from you or if it's something that you're not immediately, or you don't immediately have access to, that passion becomes an awful lot stronger for for families as well. So it's no surprise that although your parents don't play music, the encouragement was there and I suppose the yeah, the sense of identity. And a sense of pride in one's culture as well.
3: Definitely, we you kind of you're in a different environment maybe, and you're you're maybe not playing the same music that everybody plays at school. We were quite lucky. There was a lot of families in the same kind of boat as us, you know, maybe first generation out, and that was a way of connecting back was um, through the music. So we we're really lucky to have had that. And also, like we said, right. mum and dad took us to every festival they could. Any instrument that we were thinking about, mum and dad would try and you know help us, and we got loads of support from them and then also sessions in Donegal we had a lot you know people getting us to sing or there was a gig coming up would you open for this person would you do that so we got gained a lot of confidence in Donegal playing music and then we took that back and even The sessions and things were a massive, massive influence for us because mum and dad would have us up till, you know, two o'clock in the morning playing tunes and you on a Monday and then head over to school get the overnight boat. We'd be on the 7am boat and you'd be in school for a living. And Francie Mooney was fantastic. He would play a tune maybe seven times over till we learned it. And, you know, he was just making you sing and getting you involved in everything. And then it wasn't until he passed away and we'd met his wife, uh, Fantastic wife uh, Kitty she was saying that every time we left he would be saying a prayer and he'd be all stressed that we were travelling over to school and that the sailing would go well and that the. so I think it was a big deal to him all the travelling whereas it was totally second nature
1: to us it well it definitely got you into training for your, your, your quite hectic schedule I know the listeners uh, at home or wherever they are travelling in their cars they can't see that you've got wonderful teeth <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to bring this up again but Is it true that you're all dentists? Nearly.
3: uh, Not nearly dentists, I mean nearly true. I'd say nearly (laughs) dentists. Just open open for me there. Uh, Claire is running our music full-time at the moment, so Anna and I are full-time. Well, as full-time as we can manage dentists... it just depends on how much music. Some weeks were part-time, some weeks were no-time and sometimes we're full-time. So we're very lucky that we have a flexible, both have flexible dental practices that let us away. <laughs> but it's um, it's nice. I have done music full-time. I did quit dentistry at one point uh, temporarily, but we quite like the balance we have at the moment because, you know, if the three of us were going full-time, we'd f- we almost feel obliged to have to sell more albums or do... More gigs that we don't necessarily love or want to do. So, uh, the setup at the moment means that we can still have the passion for what we want to do and what we like doing rather than what we have to do. So, um You know, that balance doesn't necessarily have to be heavily skewed to music or dentistry. It should hopefully just flex with ourselves as we decide what we want to do. We don't know what our full-time
1: professions are (laughs) still at this age. Well, that's the balance of the joy of living, isn't it? It absolutely is. Anna, Claire, and Sheila, the Freel sisters, thank you so much for joining us on Tradfest podcast and best of luck with everything in the future.
0: Freel sisters with Uncoolin. Farewell to Lissy Casey and Trim the Velvet. What a great family, Ruth.
1: They are a great musical family and the the strong family ties that they have to Donegal.
0: Well, we were delighted to have them as guests at Tradfest this year's The Freel Sisters. Here's Brenda Castles live from City Hall with a tune well shall we let her introduce it?
4: I don't have names for I think any of these really. Um there's a great guy called Kieran Kelly. He puts up clips on the internet. It's great now with the internet. You know, you can say you learnt your tune from whoever, but you didn't actually meet them. You just learnt it from them. Their clip on YouTube or whatever. So, and um, this was a, a, a clip that he put up of uh, Dennis McMahon playing some slides. So there's a couple of those slides, and then one from uh, Jerry O'Connor at the end. Um, might be called "Fair Jane" maybe, or something like that.
5: Bye.
1: While Brenda Castle's there extolling one of the virtues of the internet, the fact that she's able to learn tunes from people that she's never met. A great innovation, don't you think, you
0: Well, it is, no, because in my travels, certainly, and you'll fi- you find it yourself when you're talking to people across the world, uh, they, they can learn the music and they can learn from books and they can learn from their local teachers. But what I've found over the last maybe 10 years or so is the amount of people that are learning online now. So if somebody wants to learn a tune or a version of a mm-hmm. tune that I have, they can just link up with me and hook up and they can learn that tune sort of person to person really across a screen which yeah. I think is a fantastic innovation. Yeah the
1: Skype music lessons are definitely on the rise you know just with the busyness of everyone's lives and kind of y- you might want to have a lesson with someone who's located at another side of the country or even in another country to you and it just opens up the, a world of possibility you can either work on a tune or you can work on an aspect of your playing it's it's definitely like it's a brilliant door to, to people improving their skill and their craft.
0: It is and you can get into the technical aspects of playing as well so you're not just listening to it all, you can actually see what people are doing as well. So I think it's a pretty good yeah. a pretty good development. I know there's a young concert player in Boston who does an awful lot of teaching all over the world on Skype.
1: And another, speaking of Skype and, and learning tunes online, but there's there's all these other um, apps and applications that you can have. One of my favourite is TunePal. I don't know if you use it. I do. Yeah, it's great. So for any tune that you listen to, you can lilt it in or you can play it in and uh, it'll give you the name of it. Indeed you can search for tunes as well and save them. So I just love that as an app. Uh,
0: to tell about TunePal actually it was developed in DIT which is now TU Dublin but I did meet uh, a student who's doing a PhD he came over from France he was involved with our ensemble there uh, a musician and he was over to help develop the app further because Ruth do you not know that one of the instruments it is very slow to respond to is the tenor banjo.
1: Isn't that funny? Well, every day is a school day, here. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, is it just apps that r- respond slowly to the tenor banjo, yes. or is it a human thing as well? Ah, the, no, that's not fair now. There
0: could be something <laughs> behind that, but as you know yourself, you love the sound of the banjo yourself. <laughs> well, anyway. I'm, I'm
1: more of a fiddle woman myself yeah. now. <laughs>
0: but you like the sound of what i told. <laughs> anyway, so that's interesting, but they are developing that app, but definitely, if people want another sort of facility for traditional music, TunePal is a brilliant
1: and if you think about it, like, you know, how central those connect- collections of music, O'Neill's collection of Irish tunes, how central they were to houses and households. And now you see that technology is facilitating this uh, collection of music, but also just as a repository for young people to not just young people but for everybody to engage with mm. the vast well of music that's there not just traditional tunes but new tunes as well
0: yeah and another great aspect of it is actually uh, when I'm working in radio when we're trying to put a Cayley House programme together and you might ask a musician well what's the name of that tune and it's Gone Anum yeah. that's written down on the page and they'll just say hang on a second out comes Tune Pal they play the first part of the tune into Tune Pal and it comes back with a name that could be sort of 97% you know veracity let's you say. always
1: have to verify yeah. it as well just exactly.
0: in case exactly Yeah, that's no, a great, great development in music and sure where will we be without the internet sure we wouldn't be on air with this podcast we
1: absolutely wouldn't and we wouldn't be able to share all of this great music and news with you including the news that Innie Kay plays Cocklands in Cork or Collins, Collins. do they say it Collins down in Cork
0: it's Cocklands where I come from <laughs> it's <in here.
1: laughs> Cocklands where I come from as well she's in the Blackgate Theatre in Galway this Saturday and Whelan's in Dublin next Thursday the 11th all to launch her debut album The Hair and the Lion
0: we met Innie Kay when we were at the Folk Alliance in Montreal earlier this year and she's a beautiful performer, I have to say. We do wish her well with that, with the launch of the new album. We wish her very well. She did a fantastic performance there. Glenn Hansard's tour to launch his new album This Wild Willing starts in Dublin's Vicar Street tomorrow week. That's Tuesday the 9th and he plays there on Wednesday too, on Friday April the 12th and Saturday the 13th, he plays two nights in St. Colums Hall in Derry before heading to the Barbican in London for two nights, April the 15th and the 16th. So, full information on Glenhansard.com
1: and Glenn's musical buddies Interference are playing Whelan's in Dublin Friday April the 12th with Paul Tiernan on lead vocals in place of the very dear and departed Fergus O'Farrell and I think it's important to mention a very special gig that's happening this evening the 1st of April in Vicar Street it's a gig for Gav Gavin Ralston a musician and producer a very much loved musician and producer and there's a massive lineup for him the Waterboys Mundy Mary Black Beganish and the Begleys to name but a few
0: to name but a few but a very worthwhile cause and get out there if you can and support this cause. He's a fantastic young man and we wish him well in his battles ahead. We do. Well, let's take another live song from Alva Reddy's sold out gig at the Pepper Canister during Tradfest this year and Alva herself will introduce it.
6: This song's called Loyal, I don't know if I said that already. a story but your evidence is paper thin Remember all the mistakes I made when we were just
5: kids
6: Maybe I was heartless then, didn't even notice when your face fell as I sang to the room About this whole story
1: new song loyal recorded exclusively live for tradfest at her pepper canister gig our live concerts were recorded and mixed by andy knightley for k recordings this tradfest podcast is produced by donald scannell for bornoptimistic.com and can be found on spotify apple podcasts and indeed anywhere that you get your podcasts if you like today's show please do give us a five star rating and ask your friends to listen in too.
0: Uh, Go on, go on, go on.
1: (laughs) Listening to the show and the five star rating, connect with us on Facebook, Temple Bar Trad Fest, on Twitter, at Temple Bar Trad, or indeed you can visit the website, tradfest.ie.
0: And thanks for being with us. Tradfest is brought to you by the Temple Bar Company, a not-for-profit collective who manage, promote and love Temple Bar, Dublin's cultural quarter. Temple Bar is located in the historic heart of Dublin City. And to learn more about the area and the company, please visit www.lovetemplebar.com. Until next week's overflowing instalment, of Trad Without Frontiers. I'm Kieran Hammerham.
1: And I'm Ruth Smith. Thank you all for listening and don't forget to get in touch at tradfest.ie. Thanks a million. Sloan.